Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, sex nerds. Hi. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, co-hosted by Dave Ross. Hello. 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 Um, we have Jamie Waxman in the studio again. Hello, Jamie. Welcome back. Hello, Yay! Jamie. Hey, Jamie. You were so great at answering questions last time. I had to have you on again. Thank you. Yeah. I love answering questions. You're so good. And you're so <laughs> quick. And you just, ah, uh, I love it. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, shucks. I want to be like hetero life partners with you a little bit. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's ready to watch. I am. <laughs> yes. I'm ready to watch you be platonic life partners. Do you know that reference? Hetero life partners. That's uh, Jay and Silent Bob. That's, that's uh, when oh, I think right. Jay's trying yeah. to like sell some pot or something. He's like me and my hetero life. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I was no, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I love clerks. Oh, so I've gone through several hetero life partners in my life. <laughs> yeah. They need they a book on breaking live. up with hetero life partners, actually. I do, do think, like, there's no, like, friendship breakup books. I've thought about that. Maybe I just put it out there and someone will steal it. Damn it. Oh, I haven't really broken yeah. up with friends a whole lot. Oh, okay, not I'm, once. I'm sorry. I have to change the subject because my forearm is absolutely killing me. Um, why? Why? Stop it. You know why. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> okay. Um, so, just so you all know, um, I know we launched the, the podcast back in August, but in the last couple months, I have to be uh, totally honest, I have been, I went through a really hard breakup about two months ago, and uh, I've been kind of in funk, and Dave's been amazing, and uh, Katie, the network producer, has been amazing, and we've really been busting through these shows and it's been a wonderful experience but i've been a little bit you know been trying to like push past a lot of you know rough times right now and and i have to say sandra kind of got her groove back a little bit so oh damn yeah that's right that's right uh so um not like dating a whole lot but i definitely there's some activity uh in my life and it's really fun and anyway some really intense uh play went on uh in the last 24 hours and so my forearm really hurts there's some like crazy Crazy arm actions going on. She had her whole arm in my ass. That was what happened. <laughs> and, and you loved it. I did. Every I did. moment of it. I did. I'd never had a whole arm in my ass before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Best way to reach the, pro- reach the prostate. Yeah. All the way up there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh Two arms. God. Well, you know that I recently fisted someone for the first time anally, right? Did you really? No, I did yeah. not know this. Wait, when did we talk about this? Oh, that's right. Matt Burnside was guest co-hosting um, a while ago, but no, it was a it was actually for educational purposes, and we had a we're talking about anal play and safety, and because people do do like, really intense play, we talked about this. But anyway, um, where did you do he, this? More, he sat on my hand. Like I was told to just stay real rigid and like Matt you know, did. Matt. No, no, the, the the person who was part of this training. Oh, okay. Not in on the podcast. Oh, I see. About. Anyway. I just know Matt. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I did not fist Matt Burnside. No. It'd be cool happen. if you did. Yeah, no. No, but it was interesting <laughs> because the man was so uh, comfortable and he just literally sat on my hand. So it was. Oh, so okay. there was no, it just sort of slid right. Right. Like I wasn't actively like, yeah. like it was more like, oh my God, I'm so excited. What did it anyway. feel like and for I, you? Um,. Oh, well, to be able to take a tour of someone's internal organs, <laughs> like it was, I wasn't that deep, but um, <laughs> but to be able to actually feel the prostate with my hand, like uh, that was. Whoa, what does it feel like? It really does feel like a large walnut yeah. toward the belly button 
anally. Really? Yeah, and every time that I would like nudge it and sort of massage it because like I had my uh, pinky knuckle kind of like up against it, and I would do these wide circles. Uh, he was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like every time he's like, "Oh my god, that feels so good." And I was just giggly like, oh "Really? God. Yeah." So anyway, that's a thing. Um, but um, but yes. that's not what you were doing last night. No, 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 no what no, were you doing no, last no. night? Yeah, last night I was with a friend who I uh, have liked for a while, a female, actually. And uh, I learned a whole lot about uh, G-spotting. And it is so different to actually uh, access the G-spot on a f- another female's body versus your own. Like, I just... I, I know so much more about... Like, that angle is crazy to go in and up and just flatten yeah. your fingers up against the pubic bone because it's basically what you're doing. You're on the other side inside the pelvis. Like, anatomically, it was really helpful. It's and interesting for a lot... I mean, uh, Jaya, who I know you were talking about recently, mm-hmm. I, I've demo modeled for her. So, so jealous. She, it's, it's pretty hot. She's like the biggest hands ever. I look at mine and I'm like, oh my God, that woman has hands. But we, she did a whole uh, different... She did a tour inside my vagina a few... Mm-hmm a few weeks ago and um we were experimenting with all different types of movements because i don't love the g-spot as much as i love the perineal sponge so i like that turn where you're on the bottom wall of the vagina Mm -hmm. but then we had this she was doing this uh move where she had one finger so the two pointer fingers were back to back feels really weird and she had one finger going up on my g-spot and one on my perineal sponge like this so take your two pointer this on the radio it's very helpful take your two pointer fingers and knuckle to knuckle knuckle to knuckle and then curve that curve one down and curve the top one up like a come here motion like you would for g-spot play Mm -hmm. and the other one down and when they're inside it's not Oh, oh my God. I was totally like turning both of my hands like in like I'm clapping with the wrong ah. side of my hands and it feels really weird. So I... No, but that's what you do. It's, no, no, no. It's the back you just, of the like, hand. You, you make the, uh, the come here motion with one with- finger and then you just put the other index finger underneath it. And, mirror and you're making, yeah, you're making yeah. come here with both, but one's pointing down and one's pointing up, and they're attached the to the perineal. Would you, the perineal perineal sponge? sponge like on the bottom wall of the vagina? I what does that feel like? Uh, like like the skin. a whole lot of like awesome? the best? Oh. No, 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 no. It, to, to touch it because I think I. I mean, I, I think that I, that's well, something on. I've done. <laughs> pause, pause the podcast. Um. <laughs> you don't have to pause the podcast. That's a good point. We don't have to pause the podcast. Oh man, that'd be so much fun to do. I mean, they kind of turned into a Howard Stern type situation a little bit but I totally uh, well it's good for educational purposes if you want to demo on someone and you're not doing it in this like I'm just doing this to titillate sort of way you're doing it to teach yeah it's different but then how would we be able to actually show Dave how that sensation felt like what is the sensation for you when your perineal sponge is being played with oh I mean it's just I mean it feels super nice like I am so bad at describing these things uh it really it just gets me very aroused like it's a it's it's a little bit of pressure so I just start I feel it more than my g-spot like I just like that it's like a tickle but more than a tickle and I don't know why it just really turns me on it's different for every person I also like with the when you're doing the g-spot come here motion and then you just go like turn your knuck you turn your wrist and go back and forth but i've always been my g-spot i love it because jaya's done this on me more than once mm-hmm. now so she's like well once again your g-spot is pretty close to the front so some people have it further back my g-spot's really close to the front so if someone goes too far back I, it's fine but it's not like 
extraordinary amounts of pleasure. Oh, okay. And I noticed that it, the the tissue farther back from the G spot area really does feel smoother. So if you're starting yes. to feel no wrinkles, you've gone past it, like I mean, the roof of your mouth. Exactly. Like you want to stay on that kind of kind of feeling. Well, the first one third of the vagina is the most sensitive. Like you can actually operate on the back of the vagina without anesthesia. Not that you would, but like you could. Yeah, I remember hearing you say that for the first time in a in a class, and I just went, "Oh well, God!" It's from <laughs> Lonnie Barback when she wrote for yourself she wrote that piece of information in her book and i was just like ah! yeah dude um okay so i've come out of the closet as uh hello everyone i have my groove back um <laughs> uh, yes and i feel like there should be fanfare <laughs> yeah, Sandra I know. got her groove back i know it's um it's really good i mean it's still i mean there's still feelings and things but it's just it's been a really crazy couple months um but i would like to hear jamie's in the house your tip oh just the tip guys let's start it off so I brought um, a cheap pa- a cheap pearl necklace. Mm-hmm. It does not have elastic. It's just string. It's strung together. The other thing is um, the balls don't have that seam on them. You don't want the seams around the balls. Okay. But I think that a cheap pearl necklace you can wear it and also use it as a sex toy, right? So here's my. I like learned this so yesterday. Um, <laughs> I made it up myself, cool. and I'm wrapping the pearl necklace around my left hand right now, but around the palm of the hand. And so it wrapped around four times around my palm. And then I'm, you can use this part. Uh, you can use your, the palm of your hand and you can just massage anywhere, like the penis, the arm, the... She's massaging my arm I'm, right I'm now. massaging your arm. It feels, really it feels nice, right? Really it's a picture of this. It's Yeah. Oh, it's just a really... It's a really simple way to add some texture and sensation to the the idea of touching someone. And again, like, because I tell people wrap a pearl necklace around the penis, the penis and go up and down during like a hand job, but I kind of like it better around your hand. You have more control and then you can just go up and down around the penis or any other body part. So you've got, Thank you're you. taking Sorry, pictures. I'm taking I, pictures. I can't multitask. I'm like, picture, yeah, it was really movement, hard. <laughs> talk all at the same time. But yeah, so you can see if you want to do the palm, you can just get a picture too of what that looks like to put up. So Sorry, I'm, I'm, just got an iPhone 4S. Hey, look at you. Oh, you fancy with Siri. I know. And I accidentally, uh, and I, all I wanted was the camera and I got Siri. I got maps. I'm just trying to take a picture. So it's just oh, yeah. a fun way to, to add something to your, uh, to your play. Okay, I want you to smile. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cute. Oh my God. Yeah, that was adorable. <laughs> I'm the same way though. I have to laugh to smile in a photo. <laughs> Have to. Ha! Yeah, that's, <laughs> I only laugh in single bursts. Absolutely. Ha! Oh my god! So this tip is just find a cheap pearl necklace, non-elastic, because that will hurt pubic hair. That's yeah, like Mardi Gras beads. Uh, yeah, like Mardi Gras beads, and just use them to massage an arm, a whole body, whatever. But it can feel really nice when yeah, you're. It feels really good, it, and it's super easy. All I'm doing I'm not is going to talk for the rest. <laughs> I'm just going up and down with my hand, and nice. I've been I've been doing it on my own body since last night when I was like, "What if I?" Hey, I want to feel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, let me go up your arm a little. All right. You know, I would imagine that would pull hair, but it's not. No, because. That's the good thing about without the elastic is it doesn't pull the hair the same way. And then you just want to make sure that the cheap uh, beads you get don't have those seams because that can hurt too. And the beads don't really, they roll a little bit, but I think that real pearls actually would be more problematic because they, they, there's more space in there in the inside of the bead that would probably pull hair. So yeah. 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 Two bucks at your local costume store, guys. Gives new meaning to the term pearl necklace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually a, like a less dirty, more literal one. (laughs) Less dirty, I see. 
More dirty. Oh, well, fair so, enough. So that's uh-huh. today's tip. Ah, oh, excellent. I was given a pearl necklace once for my birthday. It was really exciting. Really? A pearl necklace? Literally or, oh, a, a real pearl okay, necklace. A, real pearl a necklace made of, of pearls. pearls. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's the, it's the necklace... <laughs> It was funny because then all day it was like pearl necklace. Well, I think maybe I got a pearl necklace in exchange for my pearl necklace. Like, oh, I don't know. It was like a whole joke that day for my birthday. Um, I always find I the think- actual other pearl necklace to be a little weird because like you have to like my boobs don't have cleavage. So it's like, OK, I'm going to just sit here and hold them as you like rub yourself in between them until you come right up here. So I have. Oh, yeah. I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a large A, <laughs> guys. Um, <laughs> but, Just so you know. <laughs> but like, like, You're going to get all sorts of dudes are going to buy you bras and mail them to you now. <laughs> so titty fucking, as they call it, it's it's like comical to me because with my breasts, it's like, okay, I've got to push them together. But then there's like, that only gets like half of it. And so then I have to take my hand and like do like a trap door and shut it in. There. It's, like, it's like a three part. It's like a, it's like a triangle, two sides of the breasts and then. And there's my hand, and I'm just like, this is just sad, <laughs> you know. So I don't, just, I don't it's know. It's not sad. It's not no, sad. You have, yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, not that it's sad. I mean, it's totally doable, but like the feeling of sternum, like there's not enough cushy breastness to really be sensual about it. Like there's a whole lot of sternum rubbing, and it's yeah. like that's visually cool, but like let's get down to business here and make you feel really good. You were you gonna know? say I have good boobs, but you know what it is? Yeah, you know, I'm seeing breastage here. I have to tell you, so I was just in New York, and for my birthday, I asked for new bras because I really wanted the right bras. I was wearing a 36B. I am now wearing a 32 double D. Holy and crap. I Whoa. feel amazing because the it bra, fit, it fits differently. Uh, and this is the ugliest of the three bras. And it's Can beautiful it? still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. We're so going to see Jamie's boobs. I mean. You're not really going to see my boobs but because they're really covered. But look. Okay. It's, Wait, that is a 32 double D. No, we are not going to give you pictures, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it fits so well, and I feel like my posture has changed. I feel so much sexier because I feel like my boobs look hot. Did you all go the to time. a magical bra person? That I knows did. Oh, okay. I walked in, and she looked at me, and she goes, What are you wearing? Get that off. Just get that off. And, <laughs> and she kept, like, first she tried the 34, and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not a 34. I'm a 36. And she's like, No, you're not a 34. You're a 32. And the first day, this was tight, but then it starts to loosen up. Oh my god! I've tried on so many bras that haven't fit, or that it's go like, get fitted. <laughs> it works, it, and there are, has to be custom places here. But I got the other two. This bra, I was like, do you have anything sexier? Like this one's, you know, just kind well, of plain. simple. That's a good t-shirt bra. It's a great no t-shirt lines. bra, and then anyway, I got two sexy ones. This conversation is really interesting <laughs> All over the to place. everyone. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I just have nothing to contribute. Yeah, I'm sort of like, yeah, it looks like an awesome bra. It I was, don't know how else to because it's like the yeah. width of the breast. Honestly, versus the fullness, those are really important means. Like, I have a fairly wide breast, but not a whole lot of fullness. So that just confuses bras. They don't know what to do with that. Because then there's just that, that empty spot where you can stick your wallet. And you're like, well, that makes me feel super cool. You know, so I finding s- the right... I still don't even completely understand why the change from... What did you say? 36B to, to 32, 32 double D. D. I, I guess because the the number is the circumference right yeah. of your chest like all the way around yeah that 32 is like how wide my chest is yeah around okay and then the the letter is how big my boob is okay 
Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. You've been a 36B your whole life? Mm, well, I, mean, I mean, depending on how much Since you were I a baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. The way it generally works is if someone is a 36C, and let's say they were out of that size, you could technically go to a 34D, like bring the size down one and bring the breast cup up one. And that would still be generally the same size. Oh, okay. Oh, so maybe that's why the double D B works and the thirty two, thirty six would C D well it would be I mean, D, but they do change they do change in terms of what the how it fits you. Just hit the it changes on how it fits you, but it's not necessarily good to do that but you know if you're in a pinch yeah no this works really well i was just thinking though like wouldn't it be interesting you know some guys have really low hanging balls and Mm -hmm. others like don't have such low hanging balls your ball size yeah to get like a ball like so like women have bras guys should have something like for their balls ball bras bras. oh yeah i mean it's uh it's it's called called a ball hammock i'm wearing one right now (laughs) okay when you go jogging do your balls tend to be annoyingly like smack no because i'm always masturbating when i'm jogging uh, so just pulled up tight. Always, yeah, yeah. So they're just up there, yeah. You ice your and then I just stop running when I come. Uh, no, uh, yes. Yeah, sometimes video. Yes, they're all uh, on my website. <laughs> I have a video blog, uh, and it's just my penis talking uh, to my balls about running and hammocks. Okay, that was such a uh, tangent of of interesting things <laughs> that we want to do. Now I. I'm thinking about, okay, never mind. I'm thinking lots of things. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes when I run, I'll, uh, I'll get chafing for sure. I don't have like crazy low hanging balls, I don't think, but I also don't have like, they're not just resting up against my dick all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that all right with you? <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's like, I feel like I need a butt bra because when I jog, it's like ka-chonk, ka-chonk, ka-chonk. I'm like, ow, it's, I just want to run. Sure. So I just figure it falls. I just feel like they would move a lot and it would feel uncomfortable. I mean, they're there all the time and have been for a while. So it's sort of like it isn't, it's more of like, actually, the uncomfortable thing is if my penis gets, because my penis turns to the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if it gets over to the right side of my shorts while Ooh, I'm jogging, yeah. it's just like, nah, right. And I'm in public, and I don't want to like shove my hand down my pants. Though I just do that now because I'm 29 and I don't give a Can't shit. Can you just anymore. pull down your pants slightly, like just drop them two inches, and then sort of go Ugh, and then move your hips a little bit and yeah. to the right side. You don't even really have to pull your pants down to do that. You just sort of like move your legs weird while you're running. <laughs> if you ever see a guy running and he's just sort of like he's doing this, like pulling his knee up uh, and to to one side, he's certainly trying to reorganize his genitals. Yeah. <sighs> You gotta do it. It's like um, if you go commando in jeans and whatnot, and the labias are like off a little bit, and you're like, oh, it feels weird. It feels weird. Whoa, I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I had bad. this even more, I can't believe I'm gonna admit this, but this more awkward thing, which was I take spin classes sometimes, and um, I wear Luna pads because I like to. Um, what are Luna pads? Luna pads are. Uh, maxi pads that you um oh reusable yeah they're the like reusable you wash cotton. them uh-huh yeah. and um you know i put like detergent on them afterwards and then just throw them in the wash and once in a while if my underwear is too loose mm-hmm. they like start to kind of get really bunched up and they're not in the right place anymore and i was huh. in spin class and all of a sudden i'm like on the bike seat and we had to stand and sit and stand and sit and i was like 
what is going on? I feel like there's some weird, and I realized my Luna pad was all bunched up on the side of my thigh, so it looked like I had this big ball, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm in the middle of spin class. How do you get the pad back in the right place? And it was horribly awkward. And once, one other time, I was wearing a dress, and it was coming out the side of my pants, and my friend's like, you no have something hanging I feel like you need to have snaps or something on there your are panties. Snaps. They, it was snapped in, and they still, like, it still turned in this weird way, and was like hanging on to my panties but they were like on the side of my leg it was so uncomfortable for the next 25 minutes i was like i hope people don't look at me and think this man this woman you know is was, a man yeah <laughs> basically oh man like at that and point just got hairy it. armpits just, yeah <laughs> that's really funny no i bought i bought those a long time ago the reusable cotton pads I and i never used them because i was so intimidated by the process because i'm like really lazy when it comes to just oh now i gotta wash it oh. i keep shout and i just spray some shout after you know i've used it and then i throw it in the mm-hmm. in the bag and rewash it i will say i actually spent two hours with the women who make luna pads when i was mm-hmm. in vancouver this summer and I am all for what they do. Yeah. It's amazing. And they actually bring and educate women on because, you know, women in uh, third world countries, they stop going to school when they get their period a lot of the time because they don't, can't afford pads and it gets too embarrassing. And so once a month, oh they have God, to I not, didn't realize that yeah, they a, stay home an element to that. And so they drop out of school very young as a result <sighs> of, of their menses. Whoa. So Luna pads donates disposable oh pads God. and teaches women about their menstrual cycle Maybe reusable pads? Oh, yeah sorry reusable pads and teaches women about their menstrual cycle and like really does a lot of activism around education in, in in various countries on menstruation and tries to get women to stay in school longer so i'm really all for what they do that is such a huge thing no the education of women is the one thing you can do to really help bring a country a village up is just keeping the women in school so that's amazing um i personally am a little bit more into the diva cup or keeper I'm more of a shove it in, twist it a little, create an airtight seal, and go do carpwheels. But, you know. I use the uh, cup once in a while. Oh, it's a cup that basically, because throwing just constantly disposable, disposable, it's just annoying to have to always go through tampons. And it's a cup it's made of, um, well, now the Diva silicone. Cup is silicone, so it's boilable. You can wash it. It's fine. And you just kind of pinch it closed, and you just moisten it a little bit and put it up. You know, a couple inches and oh, let okay. it open. And then you twist it slightly so that it creates a little bit more of a seal. And then it just catches all your blood flow. I mean, it's just a very, it's, and at first I, w- I was a little weirded out by it. Like, oh God. But it is, I've been using it for years and it's, 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 compl- it's completely changed my life. Hmm. Completely. It's so much easier. I love the. I use it when I, I use it once in a while. I've just never been a tampon girl because it stops my period. Like tampons, well, they absorb and that's too much anyway. You're not supposed to absorb the, the lubrication and the blood the way that tampons do. That's why the Diva Cup's great. When I do use the Diva Cup, I mix some of my blood with water and feed it to my plants. Oh, because the really? nutrients? Yeah, because the nutrients. Yeah, in the, the uterus, uterine lineup. Uh, what am I saying? The uterine... Lineup? Lining, the uterine lining. Today on the uterine lineup, <laughs> we have we have ovary number one, ovary <laughs> number two. Yeah, in will, this corner, who will choose to come out first? The fallopian it. tubes uh, out with a sprained ankle. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, it, yeah, it's that is so smart actually because there's such nutrients yeah. in that lining. Ah. But I, yeah, I do. I'm a big fan of the Diva Cup. I just I have always used pads, so the Luna pads were a really good alternative. Yeah, yeah no, totally. That's hilarious, though. God, so many embarrassing things happen in gym class. Losing kegel balls. Did that happen I would to say you? everything no, that happens in gym class is embarrassing. No, uh, like yoga class, um, 
lots of women farting in yoga class queefing like i have a friend who if she does like the leg raise does the leg raise in downward dog it immediately fills her vaginal canal with air and then she queefs so unless it's really loud music like rock yoga she just can't do it because it's too embarrassing oh that's horrible yeah oh i feel so bad for her <laughs> she needs someone to go with her and purposely fart when that's happening, <laughs> so she can. Or have she needs to just crack. go. <laughs> yeah. As she's doing it, like make totally. Some mouth she needs noises. to seem like she's <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs> like, sorry, Beavis and Butthead just came back on the air. <laughs> oh, playing it off, I love it. All right, let's let's answer some questions since that, all of your questions are amazing. I have to say, I'm so touched and honored to get such insight into your life. I do have a ton of questions um, in my inbox right now, so uh, slowly but surely, I'll try and get through them. So, uh, dear Sandra, I was introduced to your show through the Nerdist podcast and have been listening since episode one. I would like to thank you for all of the informative, comical, and insightful information that you have given to the masses through your wonderful show. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. Uh, I am actually considering going to my local sex stores, Babeland and the Pletcher Chest. Oh, so you're in L.A. Cool. And see what workshops they might have. No, that's New York. Oh, okay. Right, because Babeland used to be here, and this was not written three years ago, so that would be New York. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, I am actually considering going to my local sex stores, Babeland and the Pleasure Chest, and see what workshops they have available. Please do. They're, They're... workshops going on all over the place actually you just kind of find out where they are now to my actual question i'm getting my girlfriend a belated present for her birthday the juju mimi and since this is a belated present i figure i will get her something extra for being so awesome and not cutting me for forgetting <laughs> he doesn't want to get cut he doesn't want to get shanked he doesn't get shanked for forgetting her it's birthday. a good thing to want she has mentioned to me that if i ever want to even start thinking about anal play i need to get her something to get her used to the sensation of being anally penetrated so since you are the only sex nerd that i know directly well as directly as listening to your sultry voice for an hour uh, awkward awkward compliment on a weekly basis is uh what kind of toy should i buy for a woman beginning her foray into anal exploration P.S. I know it should have a flared base, and also please know that this toy will come with a drum of the German pure lube. Best regards, dude. A this drum? toy will come with. Oh, okay. So you're so a fan of pure lube, so it'll be silicone lube that he's using with the toy. So something that. Oh, very smart. Wow, he has been listening. But a drum of it. Yeah. Like a barrel. He doesn't want to run out. Yeah, not clearly. Yeah, and silicone lasts longer. I'm going to fill my car with German lube. <laughs> barrel. God, that's a lot of lube. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever done lube wrestling? I've always wanted to know what no, that's like. No, but that's fantastic. Yeah. It sounds dangerous. I, I'd have to put down like a wrestling mat first because I'd get crazy. Yeah, you'd Fun have to. to. Don't do it on a wood floor because if it accidentally gets on the wood floor, it never. I broke a bottle of lube once on my wood floor in Brooklyn and I would watch my cat skate across the room. <laughs> oh, so man. It's totally worth it. <laughs> it kind of was. Dude, do you have, you have a cat? Do you have I have a cat, yeah. Wood floors? And I like laughing. So, uh, <laughs> I do have wood floors and I oh. also have lube. Uh, this so, needs to be a thing. Yeah. You create like a runway. Cat can races? I come over and can we just. I'll bet you Jake Weissman would, would race, would would put one of his cats into a, a lube race. Feline uh, bobsledding. Uh, yeah, totally. This is the laser pointer and then you like kind of shake it to the other side of the room and then get crazy and run. Yeah, yeah. You could do. Yeah. Oh my God. Would that be, <sighs> would that constitute animal cruelty? As long as you put a pillow so run into the wall. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know the thing where you put. Where you put foil? Do you, have you heard of this? You put foil around a cat's paws, and they can't walk correctly. <laughs> well, I've seen. I've one never of my, heard of this. Yeah, you put foil around a cat's paws, and it it 
somehow like messes with their <laughs> sense of balance or they their, don't like foil i don't think either. i think the sound of it and the feel of it and also the, there's something about the way that their paws are shaped that like that it has a lot to do with them keeping balance and knowing how they walk it so so adorable and hilarious to me. it is and i've seen it done and i laughed and it seemed like the cat didn't care, but also it's a cat, you know, so you're not going to actually, it, its expressions don't actually match a human, so I have no idea if it was animal cruelty or not. Right. You'd have to ask a vet, and that's not or what Or a cat whisperer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know one? I probably do. Really? Yeah. If you'd like, I can, I can put you in touch. You yeah. Someone called oh. me the virgin whisperer the other day. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, does that mean you... You just take virginity, or you... You well, can, because there was a time in because, my life. Oh, because virgins can't talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's right. How do you tell a virgin they can't talk? They yet? can't That's talk weird. yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, there was a time in my life where there, there were. I was dating. It just randomly, they happened to be virgins. The point is, is that yeah. that uh, I was talking to somebody who that we had slept together, and it was his first time a while ago. But we were talking recently, and he's like, "You're like the virgin whisperer," and I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet and terrifying." I guess that means that you you made him feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we that's were great. About it. I actually want to have him on the show, so that's why we were talking. So it was kind of cool. It's like, hard oh, when yeah. you're losing your virginity to feel comfortable. Yeah, it's really important. Uh, but even. I think virgins get so nervous about losing their virginity and feeling like they're such a, like, I'm such a freak. I'm a late bloomer. Oh, God. Like, I'm weird. I'm different than everybody. But honestly, people can be amazing at sex or terrible at sex. Uh, and it has nothing to do with how much experience they have a lot of times. Sure. So, See, I lost my virginity with a virgin. And I think that's the only virgin I've ever been with. Mm-hmm. So I, didn't, I never even really thought about that awkwardness if you're a virgin not with a virgin. Like, we, I planned it out for a year and a half before I did it. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I lost wow. my virginity to a virgin as well. I have slept with one more virgin, one or two more. I think just one since then. And what's weird is, yeah, she was nervous, but that was some of the best sex I've ever had. She was great. Right out of the gate. Awesome. See, you guys. No training. Awesome. I love it. Okay, let's. Okay, let's go back to the butt. So, or the gifts. You have no idea you... how many times a day I say that. <laughs> uh, go Mimi, good work. That's a great toy. I love it. Um, but a, an anal. Honestly, all the anal toys that I'm enthusiastic about are silicone. Like that is just. So if somebody asks, I mean, if someone wants to start playing anally the toys that i would recommend are silicone butt plugs um, just to get things started um so that's that's what i would say like uh i do not recommend the tantus little flirt even though it's a very thin cool little flared base butt plug because its design makes it shoot out of your ass at like 30 miles per hour the minute you tense or push on your uh, sphincter muscles so uh, but any just bulb head, like, ooh, the Fun Factory booty, fantastic. I'm really into that one. It's a little butt plug. But that's silicone. Oh. What about, um, I was thinking, because I would have said, like, maybe the Ripple by Tantus. But I wonder if Simply Blown, I love Simply Blown's glass, glass toys. Toy. I wonder if they make a butt plug. Or the Enjoy. <gasps> what the Enjoy the, Small. Yeah, the Small Enjoy <sighs> stainless steel plug. You're so, so smart. So you can use the, the silicone lube. Although I also would say, like, this is just me. Like I would use the silicone lube with the silicone toy because it's softer. And then you know, if you like it, just get another. If it winds up destroying it, but I, I swear, Tantus would say that their toys are fine with silicone lube. Um, yeah, the really. Firms. I won't, don't swear. I mean, I don't want to swear. But. Yeah, it's if it's a really firm, medical grade, high quality silicone toy, uh, it should be okay with 
pure lube. But you have to do a patch test. Like you really can't take my word for it or anybody's word yeah. for it. You have to do a patch test. And if it starts feeling sticky, it means that you do not have compatibility because that means it's starting to degrade mm. the toy. Hmm. Um so yeah, no, the enjoy small and that curve because it's a little bit curved. You'd want to warm it so it's not severely cold to the person. But once it's warm, it feels really good. And that curve on the small, even you can just write in anally. You can even play with the perineal sponge from the back end and see if she gets any sort of G spot sensation from that too. I would also say if you don't want to go with a butt plug, uh, the Enjoy Pure Wand because you can use that anally is like my favorite G spot toy in the world. Well, that's true because you can so use a G spot. You can use it for a G spot or you can use it for the butt. So if she likes it in the butt, then you can go and get other butt things. If she gets something up her butt and is like, you know, it's not my thing, you've still got a great G spot toy. It looks like a giant old phone receiver. Yeah, and there's two balls, one small, one bigger. And we've talked about it before on the show. Um, but you get two sizes. That's really that's a good idea. I like the Pure Wand a lot. It's my it's my favorite non vibrating sex toy. Um, that's like dildo-y. Yeah, I need to make friends with it. I have it, and it's given me really good sensation. But it didn't change my life. Mm. Like the first when I went to Prague. I had so many people telling me that Prague will change my life. Like Prague is the most amazing city in the world. And I went there and I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is it's really nice. But like, it didn't like change my life. So I, I feel like that would happen with the pure wand. It's funny. I was Prague was so one of my, one of my like life changing. God damn it. <laughs> but so is the pure wand. Cause I was never the pure wand and the simply blown glass dildos have been two of like my favorite mm-hmm. non vibrating things to use in right. this world. I just Better cracked toys. my glass butt plug because i i think i sat down too hard on it when i forgot i was wearing it yes you can do that when you're very relaxed and you're you're doing some other stuff you can sit down and <laughs> so i mean it was fine but i just it noticed no 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 it didn't it shatter. shatter no 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 because no. it wasn't like a cheap glass cheap glass will shatter yeah glass yeah you never want to get uh, simply bones simply bones not done really well yeah um, but it is glass so it's not pyrex so you can't boil it or put it in, like in the freezer or anything oh yeah simply bone if we're talking about the same thing right like a real smooth shape and then just a swash of color in the middle yes yeah those are glass they're not pyrex okay um yeah because we've had these huge debates with my coworkers. um anyway so we've talked about a few uh anal anal toys and uh, i really hope you don't get cut friend um, but i think that you'll work it out you sound like a cool person so that seems extreme to get cut yeah. Does he yeah. mean like cut like yeah, I'm going to cut just... you or I'm going to get cut out of your life? No, d- I think it, it means that his girlfriend's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little worried about his email from the cutting yeah. perspective. No, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to get cut, I'll LOL. Do that. <laughs> like, when I'm mad at my friend, I'll be like, I will cut you. <laughs> like, you really? better like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a thing I do. Sandra's will stab I, me like five or six times. <laughs> and I'll point. I'll point very firmly in his face and just be like, I will cut you. You better not, whatever it is. Like, <gasps> yeah, and I have a friend who like, Anytime he's fired up at all, he's like, yeah, uh, and I just, I was, I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. And every time he says this, I'm like, you would never punch that guy in the face. And he's like, I know, but that's just what I say. Uh, so I, he's probably just saying like, yeah. That yeah. she's not a mad. cutter, but she, she's just going to. I don't want her to get mad at me. Yeah. Not take yeah. a knife on me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I hope so. Be well. I think that they're completely happy and fine, and he still has all of his fingers. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, here's a question uh, from Cass. Hi, I have been considering getting weights for Kegels recently, but I'm a little concerned about removal and leads. I was wondering if you have any brand that you would recommend or information tips on the subject. Thanks for any help that you can provide, and I love what you're doing. Thanks. Yay. 
Oh, you're looking at me like really no, like I'm like no, I have two I have two that I like. I want to hear what you like. Well, we've talked about smart balls a lot on the show, and so that's a really fun one. Um oh. I think the Ami by Jeju also would be uh oh good because there's the three weighted system. The Ami is awesome. I was thinking okay, the Ami is a three part kit. It's actually awesome because they give you a big light ball to start with right. and then the two uh, medium size and the small really heavy one. And I thought I was a badass and because the middleweight was about the same size as smart balls but it's coated in a really smooth silicone. I was wearing it thinking like, oh, it's like smart balls. I'm testing them out. I went to go pee right into the toilet. Ah! They fell right out because they were so smooth. They just, I, I'm sad. But yes, it was great because it's more challenging than smart balls, I actually would say. So yeah, and then also you can always get a Kegel sizer or something as well, which would be another thing. But I like the balls. The smart balls are the ummy. The, um, but you know what else is out there. What are, yeah. what are kids using these days? <laughs> what are the kids? Yeah. Well, eighth graders, when they're working on their kegels. Um, That's gross. Yeah. Well, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think I was doing my kegel exercises at, at what was that, like 12? Oh, yeah. I'm no, sure that you should do it at do any that point in your early, life. Yeah. And if you if you cross your legs right, you can totally get off doing that. Like, you can mm. really, you know, especially if you're driving down a gravel like, gravel road, drive down a gravel road, and then squeeze, your, you know, sit on a washing machine. I remember reading an article when I was in high school that Carmen Electra had her first orgasm uh, riding the bus to school. And there was, like, a huge bump. It was like a really vibratory ride, and then she hit a huge bump, and she uh, got awesome. off. Yeah, I'd like that experience. I've gotten really Me too, close. Actually, I've uh, gotten really close. Have you on a bus, mm. or just on a gravelly road? Yeah, it's in, in an SUV off roading. It's good times. Mm. Yeah, it was so close, and then the ground would smooth out, and I'd be like, "Damn it, I was almost there." Huh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, good times. Um, what's out there? Uh, the Kegel Sizer is a bar weight that has been around for a long time. It's still great. Honestly, the Enjoy the Pure, Pure wand, wand. Seriously. Because Absolutely. it's curved so you can use it for pleasure. But also, I have, because you just have the side curve up and you just squeeze and it's it's just a weighted toy. Um, but when it comes to walking around, honestly, you named it. It's really the, the Ami is, is a really fun three-part kit. Because it feels like you have this routine and this exercise, like you get to see the progress in a different way than if you just have one product where it's like, okay, I'm starting with the large single ball and then I'm moving to the medium two balls and then I'm moving to the teeny two balls. And you'd think it would be the other way around just from this like, well, why would I start big? Wouldn't I start small? But you ha- it's the same with the Paradise. Have you ever used that by Aneros? Oh, it's on my list. I want There's pair. two sizes and I'm like, why would I start with the big one Not the- or whatever? It looks like you're supposed to start with one, but you start with the other. So I just see, I see it as a way to measure progress better is when you have different balls. To- is that because as you learn to use those muscles more, you can move smaller objects or like, I don't even understand what the mechanics of this oh. is. The pressure of the ball on the vaginal walls helps keep it from falling out. Uh-huh. So it, when it's smaller, it's not relying; it, it doesn't press against your walls as much. So it has uh, a higher likelihood of falling out. Oh right. Okay. So okay. Yeah, it. it's just pressure on your walls. Yeah. Um, that's why those really tiny Benoit balls are so scary because they're so tiny and they they don't really press on anything. But then they tend to get lodged in like funny places because they just. You know, they're like sizes of marbles. Have you ever done Benoit balls? I have not, actually. I had I, the last, um, I mean, I do smart balls every once in a while now. Still, I wanted, I, I carried balls with me my entire trip in New York and didn't put them in. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I've had slippage out once in a while with the balls. So I'm like, ah! 
Yeah. So I haven't done the Benoit's, no. I like them attached to each other. Yeah, when there's two balls connected, it's really... It, it's better for my mental yeah. state. Hmm. <laughs> right. It's, Although it's, you can't lose anything in the vagina. Like, everything that you put up there can come back down. Right. Which is different than the butt. So Benoit balls in the butt is just not ever a good idea. No, definitely not. Nothing goes in the butt without a flared base. You hear me? She'll <laughs> cut you. I will cut. I will cut you. I will come to your house and I will point at you. <laughs> That's a great threat. I will come to your house and I will point at you. Uh, so, really, I mean, it seems like yeah, you're really concerned with removal. If it, if something, if you want to go really small Benoit balls, and it tends like if your G spot shelf kind of if it just like kind of gets tucked and just gets trapped, or there's all these little side alleys uh, in the vaginal canal these little areas where you can just hang out like honestly you just got to go fishing and if it gets really high up there um squatting is cool it's just like if a tampon's really far up um and your string kind of just like doesn't feel like being cooperative you just kind of got to squat bear down kind of like do a little fish hook with your fingers and you know get it out there it's okay everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine <laughs> so um yeah i say oh i have to say though Remember last week how Alicia was talking about at the, we're talking about spicing it up and she was talking about how a lot of people do their kegels wrong because they squeeze their butt muscles more than their actual um, PC muscles. Yes, I do remember that. Since she said that, I've been practicing because technically you find your PC muscles by squeezing the muscle that when to stop your pee, right? And then you're like, oh, that muscle. But usually I'll just like, I'll multitask and I squeeze everything and I just like, I'll just squeeze everything at once. And so I've been trying to only just completely isolate that one tiny muscle for stopping the pee. And I have been able to get so around, being able to isolate it because I thought that I was multitasking, but actually I was kind of distracting from the, from the main yeah, I mean, I think that it still helps with the strength. Yes. But in terms of the arousal, being able to completely isolate that one little muscle is actually yeah. really hot. Huh. Yeah. It's amazing. It takes me to places I've never been before when I just do that muscle. It takes more concentration, but I love it. Yeah. And you can just find that one spot. That's why where less is more a lot of times in the bedroom. You, know, you try and smush everything and slap everything around, but if you really just be just do really light, focused things sometimes, you can really... The nuances of sensation are amazing. And Jaya really taught me to appreciate in this weekend that we've done, like, the stillness in between, like, taking time to not do anything. Like, build up, build up, build up, stop. Yes. Feel what that feels like. So much happens in the stillness. It can be really fun. It can be really fun when guys have a hard time holding back from coming because uh, you know, they'll kind of freeze and stay in you and there'll just be this moment of stillness and that is really fun actually especially because as a female you can actually kind of pulse your muscles around them um i mean unless that will if they're too close they might come then but pausing when you're getting too close to coming as a, as a male-bodied person and just like holding each other that can be so hot if you just press your bodies up against each other like that's totally fine yeah then you do kegel exercises. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this question. 
Uh, I recently listened to your first couple Nerdist podcasts. Uh, in one of them, you talked about lube options, oil versus water-based. Not long after, my wife and I had a pleasant session of fun time that incorporated cunnilingus, leading to finger vaginal penetration, fo- f- foiled, <laughs> followed by sex. <laughs> Damn, our vaginal finger penetration was foiled, foiled. by sex. You this foiled by sex? <laughs> this isn't a one-time occurrence, but after it was discussed the option of lube for the first time and agreed it was a sound option. Hmm. That's a sound option. Traditionally, we've not applied any, but my fingers can dry out and be uncomfortable for her when I remove them. We use Trojan Supras, the polyurethane condom. What lube would you suggest that would support us through all of this and be safe with our condom of choice? Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, when I finish reading, it's like really uh, intense for me to be like, oh, okay. And then I look at you too, and you're just yeah, <laughs> like, we were waiting like for wait, you. was that the end okay. of the show? Did, yeah, are yeah. we done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, people uh, sign their names. I'm like, I don't, you didn't say if that's, I don't know. Oh, I feel weird saying oh, your name. Well, you can tell them that I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that so that you. was from Dave. Um, uh, yeah, I have a wife now. <laughs> didn't tell you that. <laughs> it happened last week. You got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you're using Trojan Supras, which is a polyurethane condom. Uh, I believe, oh, let's see, polyurethane, Your poly- wife finally isoprene. arrived in the mail. She did. She did. <laughs> yep. Uh, Russia? Is that where? Yes. Yeah? I, yeah. I had a dog mailed from Russia. I married a dog. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm super progressive. Is that like, I guess California is very progressive, I guess. It, it is. Well, we had to get married in Massachusetts, um, which is why I'm voting for Mitt Romney. Oh, is it, is it a boy dog? Is that why? No. No. It's a female dog. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an American. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, it's a bitch. <laughs> it's yeah, She's it's a, a bitch. bitch. She's my bitch. That's <laughs> literally, right. Uh, literally, she likes to be tied up. <laughs> Sorry, I, no, blue. it's okay. I'm I'm you blanking can't, you right can't use now. Silicone. I mean, I thought you were going to just say pure. Oh no, I mean, water based is also an option. I mean, they said oil versus water. I don't know if they, there are three types of lube: oil, water, and silicone. If it's if it says no water but there's glycerin in it, it's a water based lube, or it's water soluble. So. I'm trying to remember because there's polyisoprene condoms, there's polyurethane condoms, and I'm trying to remember if there's a third choice in the non-latex condom category. There's bare and there's skin condoms. And then there's... But the skin are actually like latex. They are. They're just like this higher quality latex, so people with latex allergies can use them or something? No, polyisoprene... Okay, no, it's coming to me. Polyisoprene is derived from latex, but they've taken a protein out that people are allergic to, so it is sensitive to oil. Okay. Yeah, you're right, and there's something they took out. Uh, so polyurethane can be used with oil, I believe, but I can't, I'm not going to 100% back that up because if it's hard to remember these things a lot of times because... You're, yeah. Um, I would stick with a silicone or a water-based over an oil with any condom. Especially if there's a female involved, is don't go oil. I mean, unless you're using something supernatural, like some people like super hardcore into coconut oil or rapeseed oil. Grapeseed because it's thin. Grapeseed. Mm-hmm. Some people have said rapeseed too and I was like, well, I don't know that. Yeah. what rapeseed is. Because I kept saying it and I'm like, rape, like rape. Grapeseed. Yeah, no, these people were telling me <laughs> rapeseed and I'm like, okay. And I thought rapeseed was poisonous so I was a little confused about that. Uh, but yeah, grapeseed oil, I've heard that one. But basically anything with uh, <sighs> petroleum products in it or mineral oil, that sort of stuff, totally gonna F with pH balances and whatnot oftentimes. So... I'm Dude. a big fan, too, of aloe cadabra these days. Are you really into yeah, it? Yeah, I really like it. It lasts a long time. It's 95% organic aloe vera. And uh, 
it's a really good product. So if you wanted to go with something more natural, I would definitely check out Allocadabra. Slickwood makes natural lubes as well. So um, that's another option. Yeah. Anything water-based is fun. The only the main thing that people complain about is, oh, it's sticky. I hate sticky loops. Stickies. No one likes sticky. I've already been, I've talked to everyone in the world. No one likes sticky. It's official. Uh, and if you do like sticky, oh my God, please email me because I totally want to hear about that because uh, I haven't met anyone who ever is okay with that. Um, but yeah, people complain about water-based lube drying up and getting sticky. Just add more water yeah. and then you're fine again. Everything's good. <laughs> Just add some freaking water. It's cool. Use a little spit. Um, if, if the female involved tends to get uh, UTIs and whatnot, don't use spit, use use water. I just use a $1 little spray bottle from Target, and I just go, psh, 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 and it's better. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Your sound effects are awesome, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. thank you. I yeah. appreciate I'm a that. big fan. Huge fan. Oh, excellent. What, what was... I don't remember if it was... You were talking about uh, going into whoever uh, you were uh, fisting the guy. You made some sound, and it was like... Psh, it was, like a, it was like a yeah yeah like an up suck no, no it, was, it was she was it sounded like a like a space shuttle taking off uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh my god that just brought back childhood memories i used to have this space shuttle that you hit a button and it would go whatever you just really? did i can't do that sound but you did it. that one no the, yeah but you did it, it just <laughs> went, oh yeah yeah wow. actually i have a question um because I think we have a little bit of time and I've been emailed this a lot. So I'm just going to paraphrase the question because it's a really long letter, but it's about friends with benefits and it's how do you do friends with benefits with it not blowing up in your face and becoming either a relationship or super awkward and destroying your friendship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, does that that's, mean that that's happened to me? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I've gone through that in like, I've had like a really negative outcome from that and a really positive one too. Oh yeah. So yeah. What was the positive one? Like, what was the outcome? We just stopped having sex. Like, we just, uh, our schedules didn't uh, match up anymore, mm-hmm. and it just sort of faded away, and uh, now we're friends. It's great. We had a lot of sex for a long time. There was never any pressure. It was always really clear that we weren't dating, that it was okay to sleep with other people, that there was no, like, it wasn't even an open relationship. And then, Did you if, two continuously communicate about this through the, the sex? Like, hey, are you still cool? Am I still cool? Are we Okay. We did it through joking. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I would, and that's in both cases, I, I, I would joke a lot. Like, uh, I would say, like, so we're married now, right? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, ah, and they would go, ah, gross, you know? And that's how I would know that it was still okay. Mm-hmm. And you'd and, still sleep with them after they called you gross. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, because it's joking. I, you know, it's so a joke. It sounds like both of you did not see the other person as partner material at all. Totally, but we had great sex and we were good friends, so we did that. And then the other one was like, it was that for a long time, and then it was strange, actually. I started to get sort of interested in, in more, uh, mm-hmm. but but she... It was weird. Like, we would hang out all weekend, every weekend for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Whoa. yeah, That's and the, intense. It was, but it was fun. And it, and the reason it was like that was because she lived like twenty five minutes from where I lived, and didn't have a car. I was, I met her because I was a DJ at this radio station in Fresno, and she heard a bit that I did and called in. Like or called a friend or whatever, and I like arranged to like go drive to her house and meet her there. And actually, it was insane. Wow. Like the I uh, 
I drove to her house. I never met her before. She just like sent me some photos, and she and I was like stoked. I was like, the girl told my friend that she wanted to sleep with me simply from this bit that I did on air. Uh, That's and, bold. Yeah, it was so very bold. So you need to have a radio show. You need to have a radio <laughs> show. Yeah, this did just become a personal story for me. But I'll, <laughs> so I'll wrap it up quickly. But uh, So I showed up, showed up to her house, and when I got there, she like walked me into her room, and it, there were like candles everywhere. Whoa. Yeah. It was like, I was like, holy shit. And instead of saying like, this is incredible, I just panicked and could not get an erection. I just couldn't do it. And I remember like going, like trying and her just being like, ah, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, she had like set all this stuff up. And uh, so I was like, wait, wait, calm down. That sounds so cool. That's so complimentary that you just came to this woman's house because she wanted to have sex with you. It was like, a, we were both acting out a fantasy. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. That's hot. And then I panicked at the end. But then I was like, well, hold on. Like, why don't you just come to my house and we'll hang out there for a while and we'll get to know each other a little bit and then and sh- we can we can have sex. And she was like, yeah, cool. So then that's what we did every weekend for like a year. And it was a perfect uh, situation in that way because like I would have to work in the weekend and she liked being in the city. So we would just sort of hang out together all weekend and then I wouldn't see her during the week. Mm-hmm. And then I started trying to get her to hang out with my friends and she was really weird about that. And then... I hooked up with, like, I happened to have this week where I hooked up with, like, four different girls. Mm-hmm. It was just this, I don't know, it was just sort of getting thrown at me that week. And, it was a good uh, week. It was a really good week, yeah. And I told her about it because I'd always been open. I just sort of thought that we would shoot the shit about it, and she got really upset. Whoa. And didn't flip out on me. She just turned inward, and I didn't see her for six months. And then when I finally talked to her, she was like, yeah, I was really into you. And I was like, well, you can't lie to me. Oh. You so, can't lie to me about that. Yeah. So it blew up for her. Yeah. Oh. Well, and for me too. I felt horrible. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I didn't know that. You know, I I wouldn't have been. If you knew that she'd wanted more, would you have? Been I would have cut it off immediately. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe you I would have clear with her because I thought you said at first that you might have wanted more with her. I was thinking at a certain point because I was getting. I thought I really we had a lot of fun together. It was a blast. But it was we would just joke around and and have sex and like make dinner and stuff like that. Um but it was like we were very clear that it wasn't going it's not a relationship. It's not that that type of thing. But then I thought maybe and I tried to get her to hang out with my friends, but she would only want to hang out with just me. So then I further thought like, well, then this certainly won't work out if you don't want to hang out with well, other that people. That sounds like a communication issue too. Um, you guys, but if she had hung out, was she? Did she? See, I, I, you I'm know, I can't rap- even I'm- speculate. But you know, I'll tell you what. That was the best sex I've probably ever had. At least, like there are there are single times or groups of times that that really stand out. But with her, like consistently amazing sex and every time i break up with someone i think like mm, i wonder if she has a like i tried to I, I broke up with a girl like six months ago or something and a couple mm-hmm. months later i like where is she is she in fresno no she lives uh she lives on the coast on the california coast i called her and Road came trip. up with some like stupid reason to ask her if she had a boyfriend uh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just come out and be honest this time? You're like, I don't know. I should have. I should have. That's the thing, send like, her this episode. Oh my god! And then she'll know. That's what I think. Though with the friends with benefits thing, it's like really about honesty. Like if you guys go into that relationship saying this is what we are, we are friends and we are having sex, and I'm not getting emotionally involved, 
and you don't want to either, right? Right, great. If things start to change, you need to check it before you wreck it. Sure. Like, really. And you got to say something. You got to. Right I mean, you have to be like, I, and I've been in that situation, and then things have changed for me, and I will be like, look, I know this was our agreement, but I'm feeling more than that. So either you're on the same page with me, or we have to not do this anymore. Yeah. And that's how I've stayed. In fact, like with the exception of my first boyfriend, because he had his issues and we dated for almost 10 years. Um, and he is the only really the only ex I have that I can't talk to anymore because with everybody else, I've stayed honest in my emotional situation and I've been in check with it. And when something comes up where I feel like something is shifting for me, I don't assume that the other person knows that I feel that way. Because you know what they say about assume. It makes an ass, ass out, out of, of you, you and me. me. Totally true. Uh, I will say about that girl, She, I ended up, I wrote a book when I was in my early 20s. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, it was like a sort of a memoir. Uh, it's hard to explain. I'll, I can get into it some other time. But I, every chapter was only one page, and one of the chapters was about her. Uh and I never said her name or anything, but I sent her a copy of the book, and she called me and was like, "It's really nice to know that you liked me." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, cool." And we've been friends. Like she came, I, I performed in Morro Bay like a few months ago, and she came to my shows and hung out and stuff. It was cool. Aww. Yeah, this is a yeah. I mean, and I'm not a therapist, but there is something about some a stranger who says, "I just want to fuck you" based on a joke you did. Um, might. You know, I mean, and then doesn't want to see your friends. There's something going on there in totally. her own, in, you know, her own place of self-esteem and self-worth that probably affected and impacted, you know, her communication with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and even like, you know, I thought that going into it, too, like, this is just going to be a crazy person. And it turned out to be that I really like she's a good friend. You know, That's I was awesome. blown away. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. She's certainly there's there's like an intimacy problem there somewhere. Maybe she's figured it out. I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it. Well, she's a massage therapist now. So. Ooh, you need to send her this podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. It feels we want to know. Feels Did like you a, figure it out, sweetie? Feels like a romantic comedy you, that's going to end with like a really big hug and like a lifelong like dream together. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just sounds like okay. I'm just making up fiction, but it just sounds. She's like, super open. I'll bet you she would come on as a guest. Uh huh. And you can work it out, and then like <gasps> kiss oh. and make up. Oh my god. Yeah. And then her boyfriend would love that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if she still has a boyfriend, but the last time I talked to her, she did. So we need to uh, wrap it up soon. We're running out of time. But I mean, in terms of what I have to say about friends with benefits is it really comes down to personal responsibility and people who can just fuck somebody that they know and and then they feel nothing and they're just like you're a cool person whatevs like our genitals like to rub up together like who, who cares uh that felt good like that that thing i admire people who are able to do that um but it's so rare to actually have two people that are able to have no emotional connection to their sexuality that generally there are feelings and it's okay if they're warm feelings and it's okay if you feel it's don't pretend that it means nothing if it does give you feelings like if i sleep with somebody that that i generally don't want to sleep with anybody unless i actually like them as a human being and if i actually want to be around them in times other than sex so when i when i think about people saying like oh friends with benefits is that possible 
you really just have to be honest about your feelings. And it's just so hard to hear someone be like, we were just fucking. And then for them, it's like it blows up often because one person has more feelings mm-hmm. and they never say anything. And it just builds and it builds and it becomes this thing and this tension and this and then there's crushing. And then there's, well, maybe they're feeling the same thing. And then I saw that romantic comedy and, and that's right. that was the situation in that movie. So maybe that, that's happening. And then we're going to just realize that we're the ones for each other at some point And then it's going to be great. And it just, uh, it's yeah. just you need to communicate. I'm over analyzing their body language and I have come to the conclusion that they like me now. Yeah. yeah so everything's good. I do that all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> that conversation, the conversation might burst your bubble, but it's kind of, it's just, you have to check in. Like yeah. I will check in every single time I'm with the person and totally. be like, how are we doing? What's going on? Like I'm feeling a little weird this week or I kind of have a little crush on you or, you know, it's, it's okay to just check in every time you're together and just, you know, yes. don't lie and be like, yeah, it was cool. Whatever. Cause that doesn't help anybody. No. It doesn't really give you street cred either. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's fun and sex is fun. So, you know, good luck. Yeah. Uh, so just a little bit of that. Um, all right. For just the clit at the end of this podcast, right? We foreplayed, right? We had a little tip. We talked about some stuff, like we're having a good time. And now it's time for the clit. Like, right? We're about to get to it, girl. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Let's talk about the tongue. All right. This week's anatomy is going to be about the tongue. Mainly two types of tongue. Have we talked about two types of tongue before? I don't think I have. I don't think so. You have flat tongue and you have hard tongue, right? We were talking about kissing at some point. And you really, the porn tongue, which is pointy tongue, is like, meh, meh. that's like flexing. Your tongue is a muscle. And when you flex it, it becomes like a pointy tongue. And if you really just relax it, that's my sounds. You know, stick out your tongue. You just go, that's, that's flat tongue. And so when you lick an ice cream cone, you know, up, that's flat tongue. Get that ice cream. You know you like it. So the important thing to know is that you want to keep your tongue more relaxed, especially when you're more in like warm up sex moves. You don't want to go straight pointy tongue because that's a really intense focused pressure. That's more for later moves. And so it's just very be aware of your tongue and the types of flexing, relaxing you're doing. And, and by golly, keep it moist. <laughs> Dry tongue's not very sensual. So there's that too. That's just a little tip about the tongue because it's just a clip. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Jamie? Where can people find you? You guys can find me at uh, J-A-M-Y-E Waxman.com. It's W-A-X-M-A-N or on Twitter at J-A-M-Y-E. Yes, she has a cool tattoo on the back of her neck that she has on her website. Do you really? I do. Yeah, it's fine. I'm actually going to eventually change that because it's the first thing you see. It says, um, poor is the woman whose pleasure depends upon the permission of others. It was my 30th birthday present to me. That is such a cool quote. Thank you. I like that a lot. I altered it from uh, I won't actually say on the air. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I, I I borrowed it though from somewhere else. Sure. So, sounds dirty. Sure. Is it dirty? Um, oh. It's a dirty. It's a dirty music video, and it's funny. Okay, it's a. It's sort of from a Madonna song, but it's I'm really not a huge Madonna fan. So, Justify My Love was a video we watched when I was in my master's program to show like this expression of sex through music, and in it there's a quote: "Poor is." the man whose pleasure depends upon the permission of another or something. Oh, I just so changed, changed it up. It, yeah. You know, um, but sometimes people will run up to me and be like, Oh my God, Madonna. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Right. Madonna. <laughs> like, cause they think I'm this huge fan. Cause this quote ish oh. is on my back. And I'm like more, I love the quote. I love Madonna. I mean, she's awesome power feminist woman, but like, I just was never a Madonna fan. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's an, inspi- it's yeah, an inspirational quote, was, quote. Right. It stuck with me for years before I put it on my body. Like if you, if you feel it, be it is a quote from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. And I'm not necessarily like, whoa, Rocky, but that's, that's, yeah. that's really great. Some things yeah. hit you hard. Yeah. Um, Dave, where can people find you? 
Dave to the Ross.com, uh, T O T H E in the middle. I said every time. Stammer at home. And at Dave to the Ross on Twitter. I'll have and to follow you. You should follow me and I'll follow you. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Don't follow me. We can me. dirty DM and stuff. Because I'll talk about you all the time. So. <laughs> I DM dirty messages to everyone I follow. I every single yet. person. Oh, I'm kidding. But oh, okay. I should start because uh, yeah. I get them from time to time. Really? Yeah. Like, actually, most guys I know who have like over a thousand followers get. The occasional like, hey, what's up? Rock out with your <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, totally. I don't get that. It's so weird. And well, it's, because it's... that's sexual harassment. You know yeah, okay, I mean? that's true. I mean, I don't want that, but it's interesting that you. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, um, that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, my show, uh, Holy Fuck, is every Tuesday uh, down in downtown LA. Holyfuckcomedy.com, and also I have a storytelling show. Uh, the first Saturday of every month in Echo Park called Two-Headed Beast. And the next one that. is December 3rd. Oh, I really want to go to that. I need to put that in my calendar because I've been really wanting to go to that. I love storytelling. You should come. Um, so I'm Sex Nerd Sandra, Sandra Doherty. You can find me at sexnerdsandra.com. Um, follow me on Twitter at sexnerdsandra. Just Google it. I'm around. I do stuff. Uh, also, I'm available for coaching and workshops and, and events and things. I do all kinds of stuff. So uh, please and please share this with your friends. Uh, I'm really finding that this is a grassroots type podcast. If somebody looks at you like you're crazy when you say a podcast or they just go blank or glaze over, it means they don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> so please be the PSA for podcasts. Just let somebody know that it's just a free radio show on demand, basically, that you can download. I mean, or you can just press play on Nerdist.com. So that way people can understand what a podcast is, because a lot of people just don't get it. Um, but once they understand, oh, it's just a radio show. Cool. On a topic that I think is really interesting, then people will totally get into stuff like this. So um, just a little PSA about that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun and Sex Nerds Unite. Go Team Fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.